Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It is a time for another episode of Off the Pace, presented to you by Jack Wagon Sports on the Jack Wagon Sports Network. Feels weird saying that. Yeah, anyway, but it's, it sounds professional. Yeah, it sounds know. professional, which is yeah. far from what we are. But hey, here we are. Um, we had a great race over the weekend with uh, only NASCAR on the track this week. Uh, we had the Pennzoil 400 in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, excited for the, the everybody's seasons to start picking up here. Um, we can talk about more than just one series a week. Um, you know, I just complimented Kyle Busch the other week because I, I believe this was a few weeks ago. Um, he, he had kind of toned back his douchebagginess. I don't know if that, that's not even a word, but like I, I really thought he was turning a corner. Like, I mean, he he can still be an asshole, but like he was playing the asshole part, you know, to perfection. Like he, he understood like what his role was in NASCAR basically. Um, yeah, th- this weekend just ruined all that for me. Um, I Which might is disappointing because how I, you yeah. have a last name like Bush and totally ruin it. I might I might have to add somebody else to my top five list of people I want to fight. Um, we're gonna talk about one of those guys in here eventually. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get right into it. Speaking of Kyle Busch, he was the uh the main storyline the whole weekend. Um, started off well Friday he raced in the Truck Series. He ran sec or finished third on the track. Uh, the car that finished second failed post race inspection, so Bush moved up to second. Um, so he had a great start Friday. Saturday in Cup Series practice, though he had a tire go flat, uh, spun out going in the three and four, and backed into the wall hard, uh, destroyed the rear end. His crew, along with some of the other members of the Joe Gibbs crews, uh, worked all night. Um, it seems like every other hour NASCAR is like posting it, like pictures and updates of how it was going. Um, they they took what was essentially a parts car. It wasn't even a backup. Like normally when you hear the word backup, it's another race car ready to go. Like they just need to put the setup into it and like throw it out on the track. No, this was like a parts car um, that they had to take a bunch of working shit off of Kyle's current car and throw it onto this one. Uh, they worked damn near all night uh, to do that, to get it wrapped, to get it ready to go for Sunday, um, which is just ridiculously impressive that they were able to do it. Uh, so kudos to them, uh, and you know we're gonna talk about it here. He performed really well in the race. Um, so I mean JGR, they they really have their shit together over there. It's a top tier organization. Um, just amazing they were able to do that. Yeah, definitely. Like it takes me like two weeks to get my oil changed when I literally have the supplies in my hand. So kudos, like you said, but. Nonetheless, uh, Christopher Bell would start out on the pole for the race. That's a nice last name, by the way. Uh, he would lead a few laps before falling back due to an ill-handling car. Um, we would be green again up until lap 38 when Cole Custer spun off of turn two for our first caution. Definitely not his last stand. See what I did there. <laughs> I, was, I wrote his name out, and once I saw, I knew, <laughs> I knew one of us eventually was going to make one of those jokes. Yeah, um, yeah, and then, so right off the restart from that uh, accident, we had another spin in turns one and two. Um, Austin Dillon was underneath Justin Haley going through one and two, just got tight and just drove clear straight up the track into the side of Justin Haley, sent him spinning. Um, Austin Dillon would also start to spin, and Kyle Busch ended up running into Dillon as he was spinning. He would spin. Um, nobody got any serious damage, though. I think Haley tagged the inside wall lightly, but he was able to keep going. Um, so yeah, a 
I believe just before this caution came out, they said like, oh, you know, last week at Auto Club, we didn't have a green flag run this long. And then we had two cautions in the matter of literally two laps. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's the way she goes. And that would continue as the next green flag would not last very long. Uh, running until lap 64 when Tyler Reddick went for a spin on the front stretch after getting loose off of turn four. Again, uh, no serious damage uh, to the car and he was able to continue the race. Yeah, uh, it seemed like a lot of the cars were fighting, you know, loose on corner exit, uh, especially in three and four. I don't know if maybe it's because the sun was beating down there and it was a little, little hotter, a little slicker. Um, I mean, throughout the whole day, I mean, you're, you're going to hear us talk about it. Uh, everybody was just losing it off of four. Um, Alex Bowman would put a nice little bow on the first stage, leading a parade of bow ties to the green checkered uh, to clean the stage. Uh, we did have some excitement. Uh, I told you we're going to talk about Kyle Busch a lot. Uh, at the end of the stage, Kyle Busch was unhappy with how Chase Briscoe raced him on the restart um, because apparently you're not supposed to race. I didn't know that. Um, wow. News to me. So after they took the stage, you know, Bush continued to bump him and door slam him uh, and just show he wasn't happy, um, which I, I watched the replay. So they were going into one and two. Bush wasn't even beside him and Briscoe just moved up in front of him. Uh, and yeah, he didn't like that. So, whatever. Like, just everybody else was doing it to everybody else all day. You know, you didn't see anybody almost wrecking somebody after the stage uh, for no reason. So, little dramatic. Yeah, well, but apparently, here we are. Uh, it's 2022, and in NASCAR, we are not allowed to race anymore, but allowed to uh, door slam and bump people. So, I don't know. Whatever. Apparently, we got to relearn the rules. But, anyways. Uh, on lap 93, Bisco was back into the headlines, getting loose off of turn four again. Uh, or uh, not necessarily again, but as it seemed, like George said, as it seemed to be all day. Uh, and getting into Suarez, taking out the Mexican phenom who was putting together a decent day inside the top 15. Yeah, and listen, I just, uh, you and I briefly touched on it before. The, trying not to sound racist there, but I mean, I think I don't think that sounds that racist. Nick, Nick, no, and I, I think, I think we should get. That, I think we should get that to grow. Honestly, like, yeah, maybe it's yeah, used already. We're gonna, that's I'm gonna be our next T-shirt, Mexican phenom, and then yeah. just be a bunch of white dudes wearing around the track. Yeah, uh, and I went to like a predominantly Mexican school, so by any means, like, <laughs> this is not racist at all. It sounds cool. You kind of look like a like a Hispanic fellow. I dude, I was told that all through high school. I, actually, like all my Mexican friends were like, "You should just consider yourself Mexican. You hang out with us. Like you look the part. I, I can even grow like the nice mustache. It, yeah, whatever." Anyway, moving on, uh, Ryan Blaney, who was having a strong day, and he was Nick's pick to win the race. Um, he was inside the top 10. He led a little bit. Um, he had his day come to an end when Brad Keselowski, again, got loose off of turn four uh, and just slid back up the track right in front of Blaney. Blaney had nowhere to go. Um, and th that was really the, the theme of some of these wrecks here. Uh, Briscoe. Um, his accident when he got into Suarez was caused because Michael McDowell is a fucking moron. I know it was his crew, but I I just want to put I fucking hate Michael McDowell. Um, <laughs> his crew left him out here on old tires. They didn't pit, put new tires on just for some stupid fucking track position. Uh, we were nowhere near the end of the stage. Um, what, you were going to lead one lap and get five points? He didn't even lead a lap because he's fucking dog shit at everywhere but a super speedway. Um. So he gets loose in front of Briscoe. Briscoe has to get out of the throttle, so therefore he got loose and then took out Suarez. Uh, Keselowski uh, took only two tires. Um, and so, again, byproduct of only having 
I guess he lasts a couple more laps because he had two tires. Um, but yeah, so he wrecks. And for somebody that just bought half of a race team uh, in Brad Keselowski, he has torn up his car every single fucking week. Like, you're, you're not doing a good job of getting a return on your investment uh, when you're out there just destroying the car that you now part own. Uh, every I, I literally he has been in a wreck every week. I'm pretty sure he. I know he got into an accident at the the 500 after he caused three. Um. He wrecked at Auto Club last week when he took out Cindric and Bubba, and I think Harrison Burton was in that wreck too. And now this week he wrecks another car. Um. So I maybe good may, business decision. Maybe it's because he owns it. He's like fuck it. I can just do what I want and just goes out there yeah, and destroys like, this it. Is half mine. He ate. Yeah. Whatever. So. I mean, hey. More power to you. Uh, 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 it, I, I don't have the money to be putting up for half a cart, so I, I guess he's flexing. I don't know. Yeah, but, I guess. Uh, some people who probably don't enjoy trashing their cars. Uh, we did have a multi, multi-car pile-up in turns three and four on lap 135 as Austin Sindrick got tapped off of Eric Amarola's front bumper. At the same time, Chase Briscoe spun in front of them. Uh, Briscoe would hit the wall hard ending his day, and Cindric would also collect Harrison Burton for a third week. Uh, both cars did end up being okay, though. Yeah, I feel really bad for Harrison Burton. Um, he's not really competing yet. I understand he's a rookie in the Cup, and he's you know, getting used to this brand-new car, and I understand, I'm not hating on him, but he is just, every single week, in the wrong place at the wrong fucking time. Um, got spun at the Daytona 500 off of Keselowski's bumper. Last week, he was just minding his business middle of the pack, and again, Keselowski was in that wreck, took him out. Um, this week, you know, he, he didn't have any, you know, race-ending damage um, from this wreck, at least. Um, yeah. I, Could I just, you imagine though, like just, being a rookie just, and you're like your first three races, and you're like, can I just drive? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. Then on lap one forty-two, uh, oh, I would be too. Uh, Burton's back in the news. Um, so yeah, on lap one forty-two, Christopher Christopher Bell, who's our our pole sitter. Fell back a little bit, charged back up through the field. Uh, he was sitting in second place. Uh, him and Ch- Ross Chastain were racing for second. Uh, Christopher Bell got loose off of turn two this time. Uh, he was at spin, but not collect anyone. He did flat spot his tires, which I sent you this video. Um, he was then driving down the backstretch, and it literally looked like his car was doing the fucking wobble. It was hilarious. Um, was able to make it back to the pits, good tire change, and he kept going. Uh, Harrison Burton would also spin again. He didn't collect anybody as well, and was able to continue. Ross Chastain would go in to win stage two, and that is the first ever stage win for Trackhouse Racing. I uh, just want to say real quick, um, last year that organization surpassed, I think, a lot of people's expectations for a first-year race organization. Um, this year we had Suarez almost winning last week. Uh, Chastain gets a stage win, and he was he was right there at the end of the race. Um I fully expect both of their drivers to get into the playoffs this year. I I would be disappointed if I'm them if both of them don't make it, let alone they need to get one in, period. Um, but I, I really expect them to start winning a couple races here and just can, can continue to build on momentum. Uh, so really happy to see that. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to go slightly off track here. It's been bugging me ever since we started talking about racing. Am I the only one who is uncomfortable with the term pole sitter <laughs> like i never ever thought, since i literally never fucking thought about it until you just said that and i was like oh literally ever well, since i, I started it. watching racing every time i hear like 
it just it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel weird. I don't know. But, Takes you back to your but, days of sitting on poles. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Like bad memories. But anyway, back on the track here. Uh, Denny the Hack Hamlin. George picked that nickname. I don't I know did. about it, so don't ask. Oh, I'll, I'll explain but, once uh, you're done with this this, okay. this little yeah. excerpt here. <laughs> Brought out the next caution with 47 to go during green flag stop, and he for some reason downshifted coming out of pit lane, uh, breaking his transaxle, ending his day. Uh, what an idiot! But nonetheless, yeah. explain explain his nickname. I mean, well, so I mean, like I kind of understand what happens because for years and years and years they did you know the the regular shift knobs, you know, like the H patterns, and this year they're now in. Um, sequential gearboxes so like backward like you pull the gearbox backwards you upshift mm. you push it forwards you downshift so he was coming out and just instinctively which wasn't thinking just threw that bitch forward <laughs> um so I'm, I'm not hating on him that much for it but so last year in the playoffs um it was the martinsville race hammond was leading and him and bowman were racing back and forth actually i think bowman i think they were exchanging the lead um they go in the three and four and Hamlin came across his nose, and Bowman came up a little bit too. It was it was both. Uh, Denny Hamlin spins, ends up losing the race. Bowman goes on the win. Um, Hamlin comes out and says that he's nothing but a hack and all this other stuff. Um, so it's a nice little, and it's funny because Bowman continues to win races and Hamlin doesn't, and then he does shit like this as Bowman wins the race. Um, so I just thought it was funny, but yeah, the term hack to me is. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Weird, no, I, I agree. But uh, yeah, Bowman, I mean, you're going to talk about it here in a little bit, but Bowman has a nice little rivalry brewing with the whole JGR team. Uh, I wonder if Christopher Bell or Martin Truex Jr. is going to be the next one he's going to piss off, but we'll have to see. We will see. Uh, oh, yeah, it's my turn. Hey, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we would go green for a while now uh, as Kyle Busch and Martin Truex, uh, they had, that was a great battle. I loved watching that. It was. Um. Truex ran him down, and then he just couldn't get the pass done. They hit lap traffic. Uh, Bush started to pull away. They took three to go. It looked like Truex just didn't have anything left for him. Uh, and just as that happened, uh, Eric Jones gets loose off of turn four, uh, overcorrected it, and smacked the outside wall. Um, it was a rough hit. Loses all steering. Um, he's trying to slow it down, but you know his his whole front end is just gone. Um, Doing the best he can, he comes back down across the track. He hits a patch of grass and it spins him out. Well, as it spins him out, it sends him flying up the track, um, and right into the way of Bubba Wallace. And how Bubba Wallace didn't T-bone him in the middle of the track is astonishing. Um, but it did send him spinning. He went down. He almost hit the pace car. Uh, misses the pace car and then hits the inside tire barrier. Um, pretty hard. I think he was able to limp it back to the pits uh, after he destroyed his right front um, and would be able to continue on and finish. But Eric Jones was done. Uh, again, he was having a really solid day. He was in the top 10. I think he was right on the edge of the top five when this happened, maybe even in the top five. Um, so it's great to see that he has such great pace this year. And he's really showing what he can do, especially compared to a, a teammate this year and equal equipment who he just miles ahead of on the track. Um so again, another driver. I'm hoping he can catch a lucky break here or there, and, and either get a win or continue to stay high in the top five, uh, and maybe next year get signed by a big name team. Um, he got kind of shafted at the uh, at JGR, so we'll have to see what happens there. Sure. 
I thought you were going to read that last line, but that's all right. I'll say it anyway. So oh, I'm sorry. Set up yeah, yeah. It was, it was set up the green white checkered. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's all good. I, I just start talking. I forget I'm supposed to read shit. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I do it too. Um, but with that green white checkered, everyone would pit. Uh, Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman would risk it with two tires while everyone else took four, which set up for a crazy sprint to the finish. Um, on the restart, Bush would push Bowman um, out to the lead, uh, but couldn't. I think I was supposed to say out of the lead. No, out to the lead, uh, but couldn't get close thanks to the side draft of Bowman's teammate, William Byron. Uh, Larson and Bowman would battle it out side by side until Bowman uh, muscled his way off of four to claim the victory. Again, we've talked about this every episode since the season started. In my opinion, this is what racing is about. <laughs> this is a three straight green white checkers. I mean, that's what we want to see. We want to see races being entertaining this season, and that's what we're getting. Glad to see. Yeah, this was a super entertaining race. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I hope the drivers can start to get a little bit more of a handle on the cars. Uh, I don't want to see everybody wrecking off a of turn four. <laughs> um, but again, like I understand, like that's that's what this package is. It's supposed to be hard to drive. It's supposed to be you know challenge the drivers to be as good as they can be, um, and it definitely helps you know set up great finishes like this. Um, after the the race, Kyle Busch had some interesting comments. Um, on the cooldown lap, uh, he was just cussing like a motherfucker into his mic, uh, saying Al- Alex Bowman is all luck and no skill, and he walks ass backwards into all of his wins, uh, which I think is bullshit. But I mean, hey, that's 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 your thoughts, and I get like you 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 had that that race in the bag, um, and then that bullshit happened. So I mean, I completely understand being upset, but I feel like the comments were a little unwarranted. But it is what it is, um. He would then get interviewed in the pits. Uh, he was said he was very thankful for his team and their hard work and all the other JGR guys. I mean, you can still tell he was a little miffed, but, you know, again, it's understandable. Man, you, I like that word. Yeah, I do. Um, like, it's a race he's supposed to win, doesn't. So I, I get it, again. Um, so after the TV cameras walk away, the radio crews come up to interview him. Uh, and, again, they're asking him about, oh, you know, like, your your team works so hard. And he turns around and says, well, it's not so hard because it's a fucking car you can get the parts for at Walmart. Um, listen, man, again, I understand being upset. But your team busted their ass all night, and you're going to say it wasn't that hard because you can get the fucking parts at Walmart? Um, Which, first of all, bullshit, because I can barely find the parts for my car at Walmart. I can't <laughs> even find the parts for my car at Advanced Auto Parts. Yeah, right? Like, I can go to an auto store yeah. and don't have my um, parts. Like, so bullshit. And then... That takes away from his team. Like you said, they worked hard all night. Um, and let's be honest, we all know, no matter what this guy says, that, you know, these, these cars aren't, you know, well, first of all, the newer cars get and with the electronics and stuff, they're not as easy to work on anyway. Um, but just complete bullshit. If I was his team, I'd be a little salty. But you know. um, And with that, with the end of the race, uh, we do have a top 10 of the point standings here. Um, I'm assuming George No, no, that that's the that's the top ten from the race, buddy. Oh, the top ten of the race. Oh we haven't done that yet, so I I'm like by all means, I'm glad. I'm glad to see it. Um so anyway, top ten of the race, because I'm an idiot. Uh we have at for, er, in first Alex Bowman, second Kyle Larson, third Ross Chastain, fourth Kyle Bush, fifth William Byron, sixth Eric Amarola, seventh Tyler Reddick, eighth Martin Truex Jr. Ninth, Chase Elliott, and tenth, Christopher Bell. That was difficult. I had to keep track of where I was that whole time. Yeah. I'm gonna put that out there. 
Next next week, I'll make sure I put the numbers in you in there. For Thank you. you. Can you color code them too? Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe absolutely. some pictures beside it help me understand. Sweet. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, our next race up uh, this weekend is going to be the Ruhoff Mortgage 500 at the Phoenix Raceway. Um, Martin Truex Jr. was the winner last year. Uh, real quick before we do our picks, um, I don't hate the the new layout they've done, which is just moving the start finish line and the pit lane a little bit. But for God's sakes, put the fucking grass back in the infield. I am so tired of seeing cars just completely cut out the dog leg. And then they go in the, the, the new one and two. It's the old three and four. And just, like, you sh- there needs to be track limits. And I don't understand why Formula One is the only fucking entity that understands this. Even, even my NASCAR video game understands that I can't just drive through the track. But... At Phoenix and every other road course they go to, it's like, oh, hey, you know, you can drive as far out into the turn as you want. It's so annoying. Just put the grass back. I don't want to see people dive bombing through the fucking dog leg. It, to me, it's super annoying. Everybody says it's it's great for the racing. I, I hate it. I will always hate it. Um, that's just my two cents. Anyway, Nick, who are you picking? Yeah, well, real quick, just to piggyback off of what you said. So when I was watching the replay of the finish, because um, I didn't get to watch the end of the race uh, this weekend, as I'm getting back into NASCAR, like I, I'm picking up on things that are a bit different from IndyCar and Formula One and whatnot, and I'm watching the end of this race, <clears throat> and I've seen them cut down b- below the white line, and I know there's like rules as far as like you can't pass and whatnot, or at least there used to be when I used to watch it. Um, but I was watching, and I was like, man, can you do that? And then like I remember, like I said about the whole like non-passing and shit, but that, it just brings up a good point. No, so the only the only tracks. It, that you can't pass below a line is at the super speedways Daytona and Talladega. Um, and that's the yellow line rule, which is, again, is one of the dumbest rules there is. Um, and it's, it's not dumb in the fact that it's not like, it's just the way they enforce it makes it really stupid. But like what they do at Las Vegas, I don't really mind that much because it, it's an apron. Like if you want to run down on the apron, like they're trying to break the draft, all this. Stuff, I understand that the, the difference between what they're doing there and what they do at Phoenix is, so Phoenix is like a if you picture like literally like a, a I don't I can't even describe this without like looking at it. Um but just look at a dog like a dog's leg and how it like it has that little bend. Okay, that's the straightaway. Now okay. instead of like if imagine you're racing a car and you follow that leg and as you're doing that, somebody just cuts out that entire knee part and then just <laughs> drives up in front of you. That's what pisses me off so much. And like everybody does it, so it just negates it. But it's like if you're gonna do a track layout, race the fucking layout. Like, yeah, don't don't. That's that's, I, that's what just irks me about this track. Um, but they're never gonna change it, so it is what it is. Oh, uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, who who's your pick? Anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with a repeat here. Um, I'm going with Martin Truex Jr. He's been racing well this season. He won this last year. Um, you know, definitely a good setup. Uh, to win again. So, I guess we'll see on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott again. Um, starting to get to the point where I'm just going to fucking stick with somebody. Um, <laughs> but he, he does really well at Phoenix normally. Um, so I think he's a strong contender. Uh, if he can just catch a break here and there, uh, who knows? Um, but we will see. Uh, so yeah, that is Sunday. That is 3.30 Eastern uh, on Fox. Again, the Ruhoff Mortgage 500 at Phoenix Raceway. Um, be very interesting to see how these cars react and act all weekend. Uh, as this will be the same place that the championship race will be held this November. 
some other news outside of NASCAR uh, to, to satiate. I don't know. That's a, uh, I don't know why I thought my, my dumb ass could fucking <laughs> think of a big word there. Sustain. That that's that's the normal word. I don't know why I thought yeah. fucking I could Sustain? Mary Poppins that shit out of my ass, but yeah. I, I'm not sure what you're saying. So uh Nikita Mazarpin is out at Haas in Formula One. Uh not really surprising there, uh, considering all the other um Russian athletes that have been kicked out of and banned from uh FIFA, um the Olympics and all this other stuff going on. Uh, Haas terminated his contract effective immediately, as well as their sponsor that came with Mazarpin, Ural Kalai, uh, which I'm probably saying that wrong. But again, not surprising there. What was a little surprising uh, is that Kevin Magnuson has been named uh, as the fill-in for him, and he has been signed to a long-term contract. Um, when I first got into Formula 1, uh, Haas hit their peak, and then after that it was all downhill. Uh, I always liked Kevin Magnuson. I thought Rojan was a problem at that team. Uh, two years ago, they cut both of them loose. They brought in Mazarpin and Schumacher. Uh, I liked Schumacher. Mazarpin was dog shit. Uh, literally, I called Mazarspin last year. Um, so it'll be nice to see how these two act with each other. And it'll be nice for Mick to have a veteran alongside him that can you know, help him out a little bit more. Uh, and I'm I'm expecting some better things out of Haas this year. I'd like to see them not finish dead last in the points, especially since they're they're technically the American F1 team, um, especially for this this year. And then I'm not sure if it's next year or 2024 when Andretti will start. Um, but exciting news there. Yeah, definitely. And we kind of uh, I'd like to know some details about this because we kind of touched on this um, in our hockey podcast uh, about Russian athletes and stuff. I mean, if they're sitting there, like, you know, praising Russia while this is going on, then by all means, I can understand it. Um, cutting someone just because of where they're from, I, I don't, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd like to know more details about this for sure. But nonetheless, it is what it is and ain't what it ain't. So uh, in IndyCar news, uh, the IndyCar test at Texas was delayed until Thursday after it was too cold on Tuesday to run the cars, uh, which <laughs> if you don't know anything about racing, like, I feel like that kind of sounds ridiculous. Like, oh, it's too cold. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want to be in an open top car in like freezing weather. Going yeah, I think it was like either, but... 26 degrees and they were out there and all the drivers were like, yeah, fuck this, we ain't doing this. <laughs> Which I don't <laughs> yeah, blame them. Yeah, we're not. And it's, yeah. it, but it's, it's so funny to hear that Texas is cold uh, and they can't race yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a little interesting. But uh, that is all the news and that is your full race recap for the Pennzoil 400. Um, as always, thank you guys so much for checking us out. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we will go over the Ruhoff Mortgage 500. Uh, we'll get you ready for the first Atlanta. I don't even. I, it's still the Atlanta Motor Speedway, but it's a super speedway now, um, which I think is beyond stupid. Uh, I'll save that for next week. Um, but that's what we have for you next week. I believe we will also be getting you ready. Um, I'm not good with dates here. Let's pull up the calendar. No, we, we no, no, yeah. Next week, we will be getting you guys ready for the Texas IndyCar race. Um, I believe Formula One starts next weekend, too. Uh, yes, because I think so, yes. A, a Drive to Survive comes out this Friday, which if, if you have never watched Drive to Survive or you want to start getting the Formula One, go watch that. It's really overplayed, and the, you know, it's, it's for TV. 
so they, they play up the drama and all that stuff, but it, it is really good at, you know, getting you into the sport. I find it super entertaining. Um, so go check that out Friday when that comes out. Um, no, I, they're testing next week. So we can talk to you guys about testing next week. Uh, I think it's the week after that is when they start racing. Um, I knew it was coming up, but I couldn't remember the exact. Yeah. So season's, season's fast approaching, uh, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, other than that, go check out the other shows. Uh, check out our merch and our socials. Nick, you got anything? Um, follow us on Twitter because I'm tired of talking to myself. If I get one more bot notification, I'm going to lose my shit. Oh, my God. Like, when I just got one. You should see my Instagram. but and, Well, I know. I, I keep deleting up Instagram. But I was sitting here, and, like, <laughs> I got a Twitter notification. And I looked down, and I was like, somebody somebody followed you. So I opened it up, and it was another bot. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I texted you the other night because I got excited. I was like, yeah, we got a Twitter follower. And then I hopped on, and I was like, damn. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. So, yeah, please, <laughs> please help us out there. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you guys have a great weekend. Um, the Players Championship in golf. We have this NASCAR race coming up. Um, hockey, great weekend of hockey. Actually, uh, we talked about that last night. Um, yeah, have a great weekend, and we will see you guys next week. Yep, have a great weekend.